<laughs> oh, good morning. Wow. Lots to talk about today. But welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another podcast of Triumph. I am your host, the Prince of Pain, a.k.a. the Triumph Project, Jeff Fairbanks. And I do not have a quirky intro. Uh, I have not gotten a ton of sleep. So my co-host, as always, is just flat out Jason Macaluso. So, Whoa, baby! I got the real uh, name this time. I know. Don't 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 have this be something that's a consistent thing. But I'll I'll put one part in it for everybody, which is when I wake up. This is just what I tell myself out each and every day. So um, we'll see what you think. <laughs> this is how I do it. I know. Just calm down. Is that your alarm every morning? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> my, that's my wife singing. She sounds doodly, but... <laughs> doodly, <laughs> no, I like actually, that word. It's, uh, it's one of my old uh, surfing days. It's a, it's a punk band. I don't even know if they're around anymore. They're called Sprung Monkey. Um, and it was in one of the surf movies. I think I was in ninth grade. And it's... Uh, it was called the wipeout section, which is like in the old days, right? In my mm-hmm. old days, for the surfing videos, they would <laughs> usually have parts that were specific to the surfers. So, you know, like people sometimes shared a part or you get your own part. Um, mm-hmm. But in the middle, they would they would put together this wipeout section. And so that was one of the songs that was there. And so when it says, like, <laughs> down, stay down, all these people are just falling off waves, you know, blah, blah, blah. Got it. So. How was your weekend? Weekend was, uh, let's see, weekend was good. My um, my daughter turned 11, so uh, it's getting pretty wow. crazy in our house. But she also, what all, it also means is now her swim season is in full effect because she's aging up to a, a higher level of swimming. So uh, we had our first swim meet this weekend, and, uh, yeah, so now it's just swimming for her is going to be full blown, which is good because that just means I get to train while she's at practice. So, oh, there, yeah, see, that's yeah. that's balance right there, and that, it, it so, is. That's I wanted to jump straight in for us because I'm pretty sure we're going to take up the time, but I yep. literally just uh, I wrote a uh, I wrote a blog article for the um, for the Triumph Project site last night. And it's mm-hmm. all about balance. And I have some some theories, and I definitely, you know, for the listeners, obviously, but um, I'd also like your your uh, take on it, you know, cool. good or bad or whatnot. And so mm-hmm. I figured if we just can jump into that, the whole, you know, the balance, uh, maybe we can touch on the technology piece, but I really kind of wanted to focus on the balance component um, so that we can hopefully share this with people because mm-hmm. I don't know about you. But I have mm-hmm. heard, uh, I've heard multiple situations of of families being torn apart, um, mm-hmm. you know, me- you know, marriages, you know, obviously going down the tubes and things like that by by this obsessive nature uh, sport of yeah. of endurance, you know, and yeah. uh, 
And that really kind of breaks my heart uh, in some way, shape, or form because, like, that just oftentimes those those stories that I heard were not were not from individuals who were like at a pro level, which sort right. of oh, kind totally of feel like is a, it, even even deeper of a kind of a gouge. Um, and so I I sort of was coming up with this this whole concept and and um, and I kind of broke it down. I don't know. We'll see what mm-hmm. you think, but I kind of broke it down into some keywords and things like that. So I don't. Before we get started, I mean, do you have any? I mean, what's What's your kind of take on the balance piece? I mean, you know, have you heard any stories of that that stuff where you're just like, I mean, for for lack of anything else, just kind of like, uh, really, that happened? Or yeah, yeah, I think 100. Like uh, I, I, well, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I agree with you on that part. I've seen that. So this is going to be my 12th year of doing triathlons, and uh, yeah, I've seen multiple. I would say multiple. I've seen enough people get divorced because of, of this sport. And, um, and you're right. None of them were pros that, you know, I don't know of any pros that got divorced because of it, but this is all age group friends. And this is, you know, my small pocket of, you know, 20, 50 people I know up here in in Connecticut. Um, I knew a guy that was trying to become pro. He thought he was good enough to be pro divorced. Uh, I found it never became pro by the way. Um, another friend of mine that Kona qualifier, um, divorced, uh, you know, so these are in, 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 yeah, it does, I've seen it and it's crazy. And I've always said to myself that the second this overtakes my life where it's affecting other things in my life, but I think in my life, I have like a, it's, it's, it's three things I focus on, um, family work. And then triathlon, and I have learned to do all three, and I think do all three successfully. And I think if I got rid of one of them, it would not make the other two better. How's that sound? Right, right. No, I, I think it sounds great. I've heard I've heard similar uh, things actually. You know, I remember training with someone, and they were talking about. Um, can't remember if his if his their own recollection or a friend mm-hmm. of theirs. This wasn't someone I personally knew, but it was their dad. And all they remembered kind of for this period of time was that their dad was just never, I mean, he could do nothing other than just his stuff. So as you know, right. weekends came around and he's out the door, you know, or I have to, you know, that, that, that keyword, I have to, instead of it being yes. like something like I get to, or I'd like to, it's like, I have to. Right. And that right. kind of right there, um, like when I started writing up this article, one of the things that I, I try to kind of, I wanted to point out was that the difference between um, sort of what you're doing as a means of like enjoyment and it becoming mm-hmm. an obsession. And I mm-hmm. think that the obsession piece is this bridge to kind of, you know, no man's land where I feel like you're going to be trapped in this, in this deal. And I start questioning whether or not, you know, what is your real, what's the real root cause of what you're doing? You know, because my wife, my wife positioned this to me on the journey. I mean, she flat out just said, you, you know, out of nowhere, you know, within like two years of doing this sport, right, I I come up with this idea to do 21 halves, right? And her immediate reaction is just like, you know, are you having a midlife crisis? Yeah. And so, so for me, you know, I, I didn't have an answer. You know, I mean, I really was like, I don't. I mean, like, I mean, that seems weird. I mean, I heard that, I heard that, you know, like as a young kid, like, Oh, this Johnny, you know, 
you know, Johnny's dad's having a midlife crisis. I'm like, what's a midlife crisis? You know, like I'm 30, I was 30, I don't know, seven or something. Right. So, I mean, I just, I think for me where I was kind of stemming with that stuff and I'll maybe touch on it at the end was that it wasn't, it wasn't about like a record piece. It wasn't, it wasn't something Mm -hmm. like that. And so, um, I'll kind of leave that hanging, but yep. I, I, I titled my, my piece, this blog, uh, more than me. And I think like I put a couple things in here. I'll just say right off the bat and see what you think. But yep. I defined roles within, within a sport. And so I'm not, I'm not talking specifically about triathlon, right? Uh-huh. I'm just talking about it as a means of like, you, you like something, right? Like some, right. some sort of sport. You know, and I felt like if you can put compartments within that, you have a role. And I and I just titled them. I don't know if these titles are going to um, stay because this is going to go through editing process, which means this is going to go to my wife. and She's going to tell me. This. <laughs> right. But the roles are, you know, you're you're a spectator. And so I kind of said, OK, like a spectator is something where, you know, you cheer for things. You're a fan of it, but you're, you're not you're not actively participating in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So my thought is something like this, like you have your your favorite football team and, you know, you like you you love this football team. You don't you may have never played football or maybe you played football mm-hmm. in like high school, but then you don't you don't actively do it. You're just a fan kind of, you yep. know. And so you that's your kind of role. And then and then within that, you you support certain things. Right. And so then I said the next role that I see was is what I'd consider like a player. You're mm-hmm. you are an individual that like you do this for leisure, you know, stress relief or joy, whatever. But mm-hmm. you're you're like a hobbyist, okay? And this is after work, weekends, whatever. I used to know this as the weekend warrior. They used to call this in service. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, yep. And then you have this final, this third level, uh, what I consider that this is actually your job. So you are okay. well, whatever you want to call it. Okay, this is what you get paid to do. Okay. So there's expect there's expectations tied to the money you get and blah 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 blah. Your performance critical. Ah. So <clears throat> within these roles, I sort of said that there's three things you need to do in order to achieve what I uh, balance. Because mm-hmm. people people question like, okay, well how do how do you balance all of these things? And so I, I think the first part is figuring out, okay, what is your role? And then within that role, you need to set a goal. And that goal has to have a timeline or a deadline. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I get concerned about open-ended goals. Like one yep. day I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Right? <laughs> right. So, that's not a goal. That's a wish so or have, a want. And it might be, and it just might be a way to like never kind of get there. Right? right. I don't know. But that's my, that's my fear or things that I've kind of seen people do. It's like, oh, you know, uh, like we did this with kids. It was like, okay, well, I, I want to make sure I'm ready. You know, is that, and, then, and then like, what is that? What is that word? What is what does ready mean to you? Right. Because you yeah. can say, oh, I want to have you know a certain amount of money, and then you get a certain amount of money, and you're like, well, I could use a little bit more money. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, down to never being ready. Yep. And so, <laughs> so you got your roles, then you got your goals, and then you have your tolls. Which I mean, what is this? What toll is this going to take mm-hmm. on you as a person within the chapter of life that you're in? Off, like, so if you are, you know, a student 
or are you married, are you a father, whatever. There's going to be a toll on you and the others in your chapter of life. Yep. And, I mean, do you have any thoughts this far? Am I I super far off base with just my, this is just obviously my humble opinion. My no, but you know what you know what I, you know what I like about it. So I've not read your piece at all. So this is kind of cool. I, I get to go in kind of blind. Um, I like the, the 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 segregation of the three the three levels, right? So um, spectate. And this, to your point, it could be with any sport. So triathlon, golf, or pro football, right? So it's you're a spectator. You you could spectate us idiots doing triathlons. You could spectate your pro team playing football. And um, then there's the weekend warrior and then there's the pros. Um, but I like that all, you know, in all three, definitely you have to figure out what that's going to do to your life. So I like the last, I like right. the polls part, like what it's going to do to your life. So I like that. I'm, I'm with you so far. I do have, so, so where do we fall in? Like us kind of in between pros and weekend warriors or are we just weekend warriors and we don't think we are. Yeah. Well, I think I think I define the role as a player, and I think that within that you can kind of say what that level what that level mm-hmm. of player is. So, for example, the goal might be to yeah, right to us. We might say four days a week, and I'm going to do two events. But to someone else, it might be like, well, look, I, you know, I don't have much time during the week, so I just do my stuff on the weekends, and that's I'm with you. Okay, in the surfing stuff, yeah. So <clears throat> I kind of lumped us together. Um, but it, it's uh, my hope, my point in this, like, I think for people is, is that, am I all knowing? Hell no. I mean, I'm really <laughs> like, I hope none of this ever comes off this way. These are just experiences and things that, right. um, that I've sort of put together in my own mind for people to digest yep. themselves. I don't ever want to like tell people. Okay. So, so we have the roles, the goals and the tolls. And the ultimate thing that we're trying to avoid is the obsession piece. Because I, I connected this stuff to like, to like a tide. So there's an ebb and flow within what we're doing. And mm-hmm. we are just humans. And there's no way that we can, that we can actually put um, the same amount of effort and the same amount of time into every single facet of our life, right? Because we, get, we, can't, we can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's as simple as something like this. If your job requires you to work 40 to 50 hours a week, right, then mm-hmm. you you wanting to do 40 to 50 hours a week of, let's say, football, and then right. you want to do 40 to 50 hours a week of, uh, you know, drinking. I mean, I don't right. know. Hanging out with friends. It's like right. you, you get to this point of critical mass. Right. Like right. I remember this experiment we did in school. You ever heard of weevils? They're like, I think they're a little beeple. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> they don't they fall over, but they don't fall down. So like, no, no, no. They're, they're a little like insect. Did you ever do any? Oh, I so you went weevil wobbles. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Yes. yes, yes oh, yes, no, yes, no, yes. no. <laughs> um, you get this, you get this little, you get this little like Petri dish and they give you these weevils and you put this flower in there And they're like, oh, count. And it's like a certain amount of week experiment. And they're like, count how many weevils you have. And I don't know, you get like 10. And then like yeah. next week, you come back to class, you bust out your, you, you dump out your flour into your Petri dish again, uh, like usually through a strainer. And then you, you sort of count them. And then you're like, oh, I, mm-hmm. have, I have 20, right? And then you, the, 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 <laughs> the idea is that you're seeing this growth. <laughs> But then there right. becomes this critical mass, 
And at Mm -hmm. one point uh, during the experiment, you realize that your count starts to go down because sustainability is not there anymore. Yep. Right? So you get to 40 weevils, and then now you're back down to 30, and now whatever, you settle at like 20. Because there's only so much flour. And the flour represents time to us. You know, yep. you know, the weevil is, is, is us, and we're kind of weeding through these things. And so I feel there's this ebb and flow. And I get concerned for people, especially when I hear these stories, about this, this like, lack of totality of life, like this, this thought that there's one sphere, that, you know, or one layer, if you will, in our lives, and I have to dedicate, you know, 90-something percent to that mm-hmm. when, when I'm merely a player, right, in my role. And my, mm-hmm. and my actual goal was, like, to do two Ironman events. Or, you know, I'm a player in, in a running and I want to qualify for Boston. It's like, mm-hmm. so I feel like you, those disconnections can then all of a sudden then spill over into your other facets of life. And then there could be potential problems and sometimes irreparable. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to try to prevent to them. And so that's where I feel like you have this goal piece and then you have this timeline to do it, Right. And then you, you're going to find out what the expectation, you know, and or outcome and or whatever it is you set up for yourself really, really is. And if you get mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, to kind of wrap up my long-winded thing, but this is kind of what I want to talk about, so there you go, is that <laughs> if you start feeling like, okay, I got into this sport because I enjoyed, you know, X, or I have fun doing whatever, um, and all of a sudden through time you're in this monotony phase or, you know, you're feeling like I'm not, I'm not getting these intrinsic rewards, whatever. So I need to do more. Right. Mm-hmm. It's one of right. those things where like gro- growth is there. Like, like we are going to grow, but I feel like it's an always, always not in like one thing. And <clears throat> that concern to become that obsessive piece I keep bringing up is that, you know, we need to really start looking at what's the root cause. Because if you get to that point where you're like, I'm not happy doing this stuff, you know, if you're running away from something by using this sport, there's a good chance that this sport isn't going to fill that void, you know, and that's with anything. And so I feel like we got to really kind of rein ourselves back sometimes to realize what it is we're doing, what we're trying to do, you know, and where we want to go. And if that takes you out of triathlon or takes you out of running or takes you out of whatever, then, you know, so be it. Because better to, you know, better to recognize and realize it then than to be that story. Right. And yep. my humble Yeah, right. So there you go. I mean, that's, that's, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. If you want to read more about it, go to the Triumph Project, you know, dot org site. You can read the blog. But I'm just saying, uh, what are you, what, where am I off here or where am I, you know, how do you feel? How do you make yeah. it work? So, so I think there's two things that you said that I want to, I want to talk about and they're kind of separate. So the first one is your last point where, um, you know, this might not be, so we're talking about, so we're talking about triathlon. So triathlon might not be the, reason you get into it it might be because there's some hidden something in your life that it's trying to fulfill or or something maybe a little more psychological so my biggest pet peeve with people that get into this sport is and and this just happened literally last week so there's a guy that i know that just started he did it this season was his first year of doing tries 
and he's progressively gotten to be a better swimmer. And so he, he starts training and he gets, he's a better swimmer and he does a, the last, his last sprint race of the year. And I actually saw him in the pool last week and I'm like, wow, this guy has gotten really good from where I saw him six months ago. So I texted one of my friends who knows him and I said, Hey, I saw X in the pool. He looks really good swimming. Uh, is he doing an Ironman next year? <laughs> and he goes, no, but he signed up for two half Ironmans. I'm like, see, this, this is my problem. Like the, it's the, 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 these people go from zero to 110 and it's not sustainable. So where mm-hmm. I think I've taken, I've taken a little bit of a different approach and I'm trying to make, triathlon more of a sustainable part of my life hence me doing this for again it's my 12th year doing this whereas a lot of people i see that run into problems whether it's divorce injury or something else that they're like they do the sprint and they're like i'm doing a half and now i'm doing an iron man and they either burn out get divorced get hurt blah 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 and you don't see him ever again or you see him mm-hmm. and they're just a different person than they were so that's kind of my big pet peeve with this sport is it almost becomes a check the box thing for people, which is fine. Look, everybody has bucket lists and I get it, but that's Mm -hmm. where the problems come into play versus what I think you and I are trying to achieve here is show that the balance part of it, or it can be part of your life. It could be because it's not that all, it shouldn't be your life. It should be part of your life. Um, Right. And for us, and for us, it's triathlon. So I think that's why I said at the beginning, my life, you know, like uh, training is, is for me, it's part of my everyday just being because I enjoy doing it. Um, and I enjoy training, I enjoy racing, and I enjoy it. So, you know, I don't play golf. I don't go out drinking three days a week with my buddies. I don't, you know, so, so that's kind of my release. Um, so that was kind of one thing that I wanted to put a pin and you, you touched in on the last part of your, your thought. What, no, what I, I mean, that? I like it. I like it. It's interesting because I don't have as much experience in in this sport, you know? Mm-hmm, so right. I really feel like we have very – I like that we have these different ends of the spectrum, right? Because I yep. would put myself more on this, like, newbie piece where, you know, like I'm just kind of coming in here, I'm winging a lot of things, and, and you know, I guess giving you my perspective of what I – think about you, <laughs> mm-hmm, that, right. you know, I kind of see, I kind of see more of a polished, you know, kind of more, uh, more structured, um, uh, pieces that, that kind of make up what you're doing. And, that, and so I like that there's these different perspectives of it. You know, you're going to have a lot more timeline on things, especially like with regards to racing and things that, right. you know, time of training and things that have worked and not worked, you know, and, and then I just kind of have these theories, you know, and, right. uh, and it's so it's so but again it's one of the but this is the this is the variation of people right you know i mean right. i think this is, exactly you know if i am on one extreme and you're on the other then you know how many millions of people are going to be in the middle you know or, right. or fall on one side or the other so it's like yeah I, I i love hearing that stuff and it just it's it's funny because i haven't i haven't seen a lot of that uh or i guess known a lot of traffic people i didn't really grow up with um like any really anyone that was like cycling or swimming or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So I kind of came in not really knowing anybody that does this. And now I have met some people, um, and one of the first yeah. kind of people 
or one of the first individuals I met, um, and it really kind of gave me, it was kind of through this uh, a weird interaction, it kind of gave me this rub on like the whole team thing, kind of bothered me, but, you know, this individual just really just spent every waking moment um, doing triathlon, and mm-hmm. and they and they also kind of traveled a lot for work, and so I think my, what I valued in the things that I've just been trying to do, it was hard for me to relate to that, that's yep. all. I'm not saying that what that that individual is doing is is good or bad or wrong, but I, I just couldn't set myself up that way. And so these are some of the reasons, like when I start seeing the things that I've done, because I think there's another component of balance that we should get into. And that's like, how do you, how do you do what you do right now? Like, I think we're coming up with this, this overarching, you know, these overarching things of like, okay, under the umbrella of this sport, you know, be careful of this, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of mental, um, awareness that this really relies on because if you kind of throw that out the window, then you're going to find yourself, you know, 30 hours a week doing something that, you know, isn't paying you. And, you know, you might have a wife or a husband or girlfriend that's pissed off. Right. And so, um, (laughs) so sorry, look at, let me back up. The kid, the kiddos got sick. The kiddos, uh, until you got on Saturday. So, You know, we had talked a week before about going, like, hey, you're going to go down to Tempe. And really, like, uh, I, I felt, I mean, it was, like, one of those logistical things. It was, it was a lot yep. of logistics. We didn't have, like, the dog couldn't go anywhere. Uh, right. It was a seven-and-a-half-hour drive. Look, I'm not complaining. But it just was like, you know what, the, I'm, I'm recognizing these things, and I'm like, this is going to be a really, really big haul for right. more than just myself, and I need to not. I don't think this is right right now, yep. right? So I, I, I make the call to not go down to race Tempe. Um, you know, got some messages from people that were like, hey, I was really looking forward to meeting you down there. And, like, trust me, uh, likewise, you know, to those people. <laughs> right. Um, but but it just didn't make sense. And then we woke up Saturday morning, and, like, everybody, minus myself, knock on whatever, um, it's just hacking and not sleeping. Uh, I mean, th- it was a weekend of just, mo- just keeping them still. Like, what do you need? You know, right. do your, you know, watch your movies, whatever. And so I just felt like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't have known that, but like how, what a, you know, unforeseen Perfect. benefit that was by right, saying, exactly. you know, that would have sucked. Oh <laughs> uh, so, man. Um, yeah, halfway down in the car and everybody's getting sick and you're just like, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. It would have been horrible. It would have been horrible. It would have been terrible. Um, but okay. So, so going back to it, so, you know, that whole, you know, the whole obsession piece and you were, and we were kind of talking about like, you know, what I was thinking and some of the things that I see, but, um, I think, I think I'd want to get into how do we do what we do? Because I think that's, that's another layer of balance, right? Like this is the mental piece. This is the umbrella, but then you have like the, the, the physicality of what you're deploying. Right. And so, so for me, for those listening, I am a half distance, let's say ceiling individual. So <laughs> the half distance is where I draw my line. Um, <laughs> nothing against the full distance, but for me, uh, my balance that we can get into in a little bit here uh, seems to be optimal at the half level and below. Mm-hmm. So, that is my place. That is where my my um, experience and the things that I'm going to convey is coming from. Now, for you, okay. right? Mm-hmm. I believe you are in um, 
don't you specialize in like the Olympic distance? Isn't that kind of your cup of tea where you like to just crack throttle? Yeah. Uh, what is it you say? Get up, get out front and uh, crush dreams or something like that. I can't remember what you said. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of my whole. Yeah, so yeah. So although I've done that's what your tattoo ha- reads. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> if you could read this, I'm crushing your dream right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I've done a handful of half distances, but I, for me, the Olympic distance is more my. Uh, I don't want to use the word specialty because I, none of us get paid to do this. But so my focus is on the Olympic distance, and uh, that's what I enjoy the most. And uh, it's not even a training time perspective. It's really just it's just what I enjoy racing the most. So yeah, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go at this from the Olympic distance. Okay, so then so then bring bring me into bring me into some of the components. Uh, that you utilize and kind of walk me through, I guess, from, because where I'm coming from is let's just say someone's listening to this and really is, you know, I'll get these messages too, but like completely brand new, right? Right. Like give us kind of like a week in the life of the big, big daddy Mac, J Mac. (laughs) So, and so I want to do, I want to say one thing as I get into this, because I'm going to challenge you a little bit on something. So okay. for me, for uh, although I like the word, although you're using the word balance, I'm not a fan of the word balance. For okay. for once, for one simple thing, and this is this is this is kind of my little challenge out there to people is, I feel that if you try and balance too many things, it becomes a juggling act, and it just becomes completely messed up, and you always have to give up something, and. You know, if you think of it like a like a seesaw or a, or a scale, if you have if you're trying to balance too much on one side, the other side is gonna is going to um, is gonna fall, or you know, it's gonna be detriment to the other side. And so, what I figure out in my life is what could I do? Um, how much time and how much time do I have to focus on things in my life that are important? So, again, I, it goes back to this in the beginning. The three things in my life that are the most important to me are my family, number one. Um, amen. My re- <laughs> What's that? Amen, yeah. I said amen, my, brother. Amen, brother. Give me an amen. <laughs> I cannot get an amen. <laughs> um, my career, because obviously if I don't have that, then I can't do anything else. Well, I can, but I can't do a lot of things. And... Finally, I'm like, okay, there's room for one more thing. And for me, it comes to triathlon. So for me, I said, okay, if I take those three things, can I spend 100%, can I give 100% attention to each one of those things at any given time? And my answer is yes. So instead of trying to balance all three, and you just, you did it this weekend. You're, you're kind of agreeing to what I'm saying with the, because you said, okay, I can't balance doing a race and taking care of my family. Well, you probably could have, you could have driven down there with a sick family or you could have left your wife at home with a sick family, but you chose to focus all your attention on your family as, as, as you good for you. So the, the balance portion where I think a lot of people get stuck is they'd be like, you know what? My family's sick, but I'm healthy. So I'm just going to go without them and they'll be fine. And I'll do my race and I'll come home quickly. 
So I think what I try and do is I try and focus all my attention on one thing at any given time and kind of ignore a couple of other things. So does this make sense so far? No, yep, I'm totally with you. Uh, okay, so uh, this is kind of a lead up into my training schedule, right? So for me, I know that I have – I was actually, I was, I was looking at some stuff before, um, some of my training before, and just kind of curious as to how much time I put in on any given week. And my average amount of time is anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a week of training. Okay, so 12 hours on the super high end, um, and 8 is on probably the, that's probably where I, 8 to 9 hours is probably where I fall most of the time. So how do I do that? Number one is um, I, I do follow a specific training plan, and we talked about this last week. I, I do follow Trainer Road because I know that I can just dial in the training program. And right now I'm doing their um, sweet spot base, and right. I'm doing the mid, the mid volume one. So the mid volume one is five rides, but I'm gonna I do four rides a week, and I know each ride is about an hour each. There's a couple hour and 15s or an hour and 30. So when I do my rides and up to two weeks ago, I, I do all my rides and runs at four 30 in the morning. I know that I have a set amount of time. So I get up at four 30 and I know I have till 6am to get everything done because at 6am that's when I shut off all the triathlon stuff and focus on my daughter getting her ready for school because my wife is up at, 5.30 to get ready for work. So I go, um, that's my time, right? So that's all my focus is on that hour and a half in the morning. And I know if I, I need more training time, I just have to get up earlier. So that's how I focus the riding and the running part of it. You with me so far? Okay. Yep. I just woke up. <laughs> what? Exactly. Um, but on the flip side of that, the swimming piece, I get to do it when my daughter swims. So my daughter is swimming right now. It's four days a week and it's two hours every time she's, she has practice. So I know talking to my wife that I could take her to two of those practices. Um, and then while I take her to those practices, I just jump in one of the open lanes and get my swimming in while she's, while she's getting her practice in. Right. So right. Integration. Again, Integration is yeah, what I it, call that. See, so that's not balance. That's completely get Livy to practice, get her ready, get her packed, ready to go, bag packed, hair done, swim cap, blah, 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 done, drop her off. She's good for two hours. Now I get to focus all my time on me, you know, for the, for that time is then on, is it on Jason time? So I like the integration word. I, I've never really heard that, but I like that better than balance because to me, the balance, is you, you try and balance too much stuff, it just becomes a freaking nightmare. Whereas for me, I'd rather just focus 110% for that time that I have on what it is I'm doing. And then once it's done, shut it off and move on to the next thing. Does that, does that okay. make sense? Yes. It's so a little I different have... than your balance part. No, I, I, I get it. I get where you come from. And I think that's, mm -hmm that's part of the beauty of, of our perspectives coming together right. in this yep. podcast of triumph. Right. But I mean, <laughs> uh, plug, plug, but plug, plug, plug. for me, where I kind of came at it was I, I 
use the phrase integration, not isolation. And so for me, that was where I came out with some of my technology pieces, which was for me at the half distance, I will use your same kind of setup for, for, uh, I guess my balance, right. Or my mm-hmm. integration piece, but I'm roughly around say 10 to 15 hours per week. Mm-hmm. And this, when I, first kind of started, I was going around kind of the neighborhood. This was, this was kind of how I would do my things. I would say, okay, you know, I'm trying to do, uh, you know, can I survive a sprint or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I did do kind of what you described in the beginning from, I guess, other newbies that you've seen. I don't know that I went, you know, uh, full throttle. Like I didn't, you know, it wasn't like I did a sprint. Now I'm like, I'm going to do a full, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've ever had that desire, but I did kind of like incrementally step the stuff up, you know? So it was like, can Mm -hmm. I survive? You know, it was like a super sprint. So that's even shorter. Right. 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 And then I said, okay, well, can I do like this sprint race? And I remember had a little bit of concern because this, this particular race that I ended up doing was a four, had a four mile run. Mm -hmm. And that, that's far. That was far for me. I was like, that's like longer than a 5k. That's like a little bit heavy, (laughs) you know? And so I would do my type thing where um, this sport uh, was it was attractive to me because I, um, it's all from the doorstep minus swimming. So like step out the door, ride the bike, step yep. out the door, go running. You know, if I had one of those endless pools, you know, and I, you know, there you go. You'd just be all right here. And so my the parts that I was starting to struggle with was that um, leaving to go doing the leaving to do the bike. And then also sometimes leaving to do the run because weather permitted when we were in Mm -hmm. Seattle, you know, for the winter, it's usually like wet. And, you know, the kids, we have this little bubble thing that goes around the jogging stroller and it was just kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. maybe, but then it's hard for them to see. So anyhow, it became kind of a struggle that not all the time that I went out there would they want to go with me. But the point of the integration versus isolation statement that I made was that I was trying to get them involved, like with with my, my presence still being there so I can still interact mm-hmm. and still talk, whatever, but I couldn't do that on the bike. And then the weather was starting to kind of get around, um, on the running. Uh, so I, one birthday, what, you know, was people are asking my, my family, I mean, you know, what would you like for your birthday? And I'm like, well, I'd like to get one of these trainers. Mm-hmm. And so I had found a returned Wahoo kicker. I didn't like I didn't get it for free. I'm not plugging them. I just, I had heard about it at the time. It was kind of like the, the smart trainer. This was a few mm-hmm. years back. And so I went like, Oh my gosh. And they were super expensive. I want to say they were like 1300 bucks or something. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, like, that's holy, you know? <clears throat> so I went, well, I found a used one and it was 900 bucks. And the reason it was used is someone took it home and said it was too loud. They thought it was going to be silent. And they brought it back and said, so it was an open box. And the shop was like, I'll sell it to you at a discount because, you know, I already sold yep. it once and whatever. And so um, I got it for 900 and the families, we all pitched in 300 bucks. And so that got my trainer. And I will tell you that that solved a lot of my riding outside problem because I integrate that biking piece. So similar to you, sometimes I'll mm-hmm. get up super early before work. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do it at night. But a lot, uh, a lot of times I can do it. Like if the kiddos watch a show, right. You know, like, Oh, they get like morning, you know, like a morning movie or something, you know, cause we limit mm-hmm. their screen time. It's like, I'll jump on. And so they're watching a show. We can talk, they can come over to me, everything. I'm not gone. 
And then the mm-hmm, same, right. when we moved here uh, to Colorado, the weather, it, you know, it's sunnier here more. And so there's more opportunity for us to go outside running together. And so what's been interesting is my son used to be, or our son, I should say, um, used to go with me primarily like 90 something percent of the time when weather permitted. Right. Mm-hmm. And our daughter could care, could care less, like couldn't be away from the mama. And so, but now it's quite opposite. Uh, our boy tends to be like, yeah. And my daughter, mm-hmm. our, our daughter is the one that's really driven to go with me. And so it's a cool way for me to kind of, one, we get to go see stuff by going outside, but two, we get to kind of hang out. And mm-hmm. so right. now running up hills and answering questions, that gets difficult sometimes. And I need like, Hey, you know, daddy <laughs> needs a couple minutes to go up this hill, but, you know, but it's really cool. We look for deer. We do all these things. So that's that integration piece for me. And so for my timeline to make balance work, it's really about assessing whether or not there's uh, you know, a opportunity for me to get something done. And if, and if it's not, you know, I like to get my stuff done when I set out in my head to get it done, but mm-hmm. realizing where my role is and what my goal of all of this is, which is to kind of have fun and kind of connect to the community and all that stuff. I, you know, I sort of sometimes need to bring my, myself back and realize like, this isn't my job, you know, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna all of a sudden not ride a bike because I couldn't ride the bike. Right. You know, or I couldn't race last weekend. And so really putting those pieces together for the timeline and, and, you know, conveying that to my wife and her understanding, like, okay, that's fine. This works for us. Um, mm-hmm. That makes that makes kind of this harmony for us. Now it it gives and takes. You know, sometimes it's like needs happen and you got to forego something. But um, to be too strict on one way one way or the other, I think just ultimately kind of ends up with people unhappy. And so that is how I kind of come in, but I use some of the technology. So it's like, for those Mm -hmm. that don't have that piece, you know, then there's a little bit more, the time's not any different. It's just a matter of where your place is when you're doing it. So, yeah. And I, I agree with the, and that's why for me, I do most of my training, all my biking is on the trainer. And, um, because that's the biggest pain in the ass is to get out, you know, get your bike ready, get on your bike, go outside, you're out, you're out for two hours. So, you know, it's like a three hour endeavor um, all said and done. So for me, if I know at four 30 in the morning is when I ride, plus I don't want to ride at four 30 in the morning outside. Um, yeah, having the, having the trainer is just perfect. And so that's awesome. And then, um, one of the things I vowed for this year was to not see where I got caught last year living in Connecticut where, you know, come January, February, it's just icy and cold up here. Is yeah. I, I did too much indoor training on, uh, indoor running on the treadmill. And I really think, um, it gave me some problems, um, some imbalance issues and some other issues. And then when I did my first try in June, which was a very hilly course, um, I, I just, the, the training wasn't there, even though I was doing a lot of hours on the, on the treadmill, it's so different than being outside and running. So one of the, but I, I but I'm not going to be able to run during the day in the winter. So one of the things I did do was I just, I got this really cool vest that um, I've seen pictures of it on, that I posted on Instagram, but it literally it's, it's led lights. It's like 30 something led lights. Okay. I look like a freaking, I look like a freaking alien. It's awesome. Like a but, glow worm, like a running glow. Yeah. Worm. Totally. Like a glow worm. Um, <laughs> because where I live, 
there's no street lights. I mean, I live out in the middle of nowhere, which is why I love living where I live, but there's no street lights. So I could run, I could do a five mile loop and not see one street light. Um, so, but I'm not going to change. I can't change my time to running at, you know, 10 in the morning or four in the afternoon. It just doesn't work for my schedule. So someone, something had to give. And for right. me, it was, I'm, I'm going to spend 40 bucks on this vest. Um, and I'm like, boom, now I can run outside at 4.35 a.m. in the morning and not be too scared of, you know, getting run over by the crazy uh, newspaper delivery guy. But, yeah. you know, so yeah, I, sure. think, I think to your point, man, it's, be, you know, we, we have to make these sacrifices to make them work. And is it optimal for me to get up at 4.30 from a recovery perspective? No, you know, but. Well, I can't sleep eight hours. I wish I could eight hours of sleep a night, but that ain't happening. So yeah, I hear you. If, if I wanted eight hours, then I then I'm not going to be able to do triathlon. So it goes back to what you're saying. We got to put this whole thing in perspective. And I think the problem all these newbies that I see run into, which really irks me, is I did my first sprint. I'm going to train for an Ironman, and and it's it's you know it, if my wife let me. I'm using a guy as a perspective. My wife let me ride for two hours. She'll definitely let me ride for four hours next weekend. And, oh, by the way, I still got to run three hours. And before you know it, it just becomes all-encompassing. And there's zero, um, you know, there's zero sacrifice they're making except for themselves. Because this is a really freaking selfish sport, no matter how you look at it. Well, well and the point, and the one thing I want to bring up that we've both sort of, I think, said without even really realizing but in our substrate, we've both said, my wife lets me. So, it, you know, recognizing our role right. within our dynamic is also critical yep. because I definitely understand that, uh, you know, as much as I think that, you know, I'm, um, I like to think that I have some call of the shots, like to be like the <laughs> boss. Um, you know, I, it's very quickly reminded, you know, that, uh, yeah, that, that's, not, that's, not, that's not really my reality. So exactly. I can think whatever I want to think, but, uh, yeah. So <laughs> for, for all those out there in that chapter of their life, right. You know, happy wife, happy life. And I think yeah. that there's, um, there's a give and take there too, because I think she wants me to have, um, happiness as well. So there's, there's that, that meld, there's the blend. So it's like, if you don't get buy off and you're going to do it, just like you're saying, the selfish way right. um you know be prepared for a fight you know and then like do you really want to do that every time i mean because then there's resentment right. the sport. there's all this shit where it's just like it's not going to that's the first cuss word i've said this whole entire call uh look at you see i am i am actually somebody mentioned this on facebook that i am bringing you down a notch from all your swearing <laughs> it's totally I, I have not i mean i'm telling you this is like uh the sailor left port you know this is just total like you know we might as well have like you know orchestra music or something be like you know no i just never know if it's offens offensive to people i put those like explicit whatever right, things. exactly I don't know if people listen to it but it's like you know i don't know but, so okay i just wanted to recognize that that you know there, there's different things and and it's important for us all to kind of have um what's that the same well, page like you want people to be on the same page which you is know? why I think it goes back to my whole point about – I totally cut you off because it's, I'm, it's, it's exactly what you said. If you want to make this part of your lifestyle, then you have to be able to integrate it into your life, right? If, yes. Th that, yep. That's why the whole 
and and I'm and I and I'm not. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll just say it. Whatever. The people that the yeah. one and done people that want to do an Iron Man. I'm like that's that's just good for you, but that's not what I want to do. I don't want to do a one and done Iron Man. I want to do this. You know, I'm 43. I want to do this till um you know till I can't do it anymore. So I want this part of my life. I want to integrate it into my life with my wife and my daughter. I want my daughter to get inspired by it. She did her first kids try last year and is totally hooked on it. Um, you know, so, but I think the one and done Ironman of I'm just going to spend the next six months training 20 hours a week, um, get divorced, get hurt, be miserable, and then never do it again. Then, well, that's good if you want to do that, but that's not me. I don't think that's you either from what I gather. No, no. No, I don't. I'm trying to find that there's like, I'm trying to find, um, you're, there's different purposes for the things that you're doing, right? And I feel like for me, I'm, I'm going to go back to, I'm going I'm, I'm to try to wrap this up on some, on one of the things that I said in the very beginning. When my, when, when Talia told me, you know, is this your midlife crisis? You know, what, what, <laughs> what was this big piece in? Because I think I've conveyed in multiple, um, areas that I'm not driven by the race results. Right. I'm not driven actually by racing at all. Sometimes mm-hmm. for me, there's a barometer check there. And so when I was talking about, we didn't really get into the technology piece, but for me, the technology, wh- what I think is valuable there for me is that it gives me, it gives me a reference point, but I really tie that to the feeling that I have by what I'm doing. So when I, since this sport for me, at least, it seems everybody has like a schedule, you know, like, like most of the time that I've trained with people, it's, it's whether or not, um, I'm fitting into what's on their, on their schedule, which I think is kind Correct. of fun it's their because they'll, yeah. yeah, it's their schedule when I'm like, okay, so what are you doing? They're like, Oh, I have to ride, you know, 60 miles today, followed by a nine mile run. That's what I have to do. And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So like you'd fall over dead if you did a 58 mile ride and a seven mile run. You know, there's like no give, there's no give. Very rarely have I met kind of like a, no, yeah, that's cool. Right. And so I've always just been like, God dang, I can't, I have a really hard time being told what to do. I've said, I kind of said this before. I'm almost just like, Oh, really? And so I get driven by sort of these by progress. Right. But kind of these, these other drivers, like, I've been really into um, kind of sharing, um, finding enjoyment and sharing some of the experiences that I've kind of like had contact with through the journey and all these other pieces. Mm -hmm. And in that statement about me having a midlife crisis, that question to me at the time, I didn't have a response. I, I didn't know what that meant. Right. But in some way, shape or form in my life, I felt like, I was supposed to do, I don't know. I came up in the, in the sport of um, baseball and soccer. And then that led me to surfing. And I just felt like, you know, I took it to a certain level and I have no, I have no, I'm okay. I have peace with that. Mm-hmm. My surfing, my surfing ended on my choice. I was done and I'm okay with that. I don't have a desire to like get the kids into surfing. I don't, you know, I'm not going to harp on them for something, but, I do think in some way, shape, or form, and this is where you might give me, flip me some grief, is that I sort of feel like I missed a little bit of something there. I missed a mm-hmm. chance to do something kind of great, right? 
And so when I looked at the journey piece and I thought, okay, what could be or what is my goal? My goal was to kind of try to do something that seemed great. Now, it may not be that to many people, right? I personally mm-hmm. think that many then the majority of the people that kind of knew about the journey or learned of it as I was doing it could probably do it the same way if they mentally wanted to. Right. But for me, it was connecting to all the people and to, to right. sort of then all of a sudden become this kind of like um, this mirror to reflect back all of these individuals that drive me um, mm-hmm. back onto them for, for whatever time that they may, they might need it. And that's really what's been driving me is like, I enjoyed showing up to Boulder to literally see the people that I didn't get to see in person yep. that may have seen part, right? I really didn't give a shit about the actual rate. In fact, I was nervous, right? right. You know, I didn't, uh, you know, like, and so it's just, that's kind of what, what's gotten to me. And so I think that that was what the journey was about for me. It was like this piece to try to do that greatness for whatever that is in my mind, right? That, mm-hmm that it feels like it was, it was worth the sacrifice. And so that's, that's kind of where, that's where I'm at. And I think to the point where if it gets to become something that's kind of monotonous and draining to me, I'm just, it's not quitting. It's just, right. it would have served its time and yep. then it's move, move on to something else. And so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. So I don't know. I don't know. It, how you want to end your, 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 your side of things, but that's, that's me. Yeah. And I'm actually going to carry, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that a little bit where, so I keep saying this is my 12th year and I only know that because when I did my first try, um, my daughter, my wife was pregnant with our daughter. So, you know, she's going to be 11, so 12 years, but between, in between those 12 years, I took a couple summers off randomly from not doing tries. I'm like, I'm kind of burnt out. I want to do something else. And I try to do other things and only because I need to be active. Like I can't just sit on the couch and do nothing. So I try doing different things. I try to get into yoga. I try getting into stand up paddleboarding. I try into rock climbing and they were all cool, but it all came back to, I missed the camaraderie of all the people that I've met in these 12 years. I've missed the social aspect of it. So even though I'm probably yep. a little bit more anal than you are when it comes to training and racing and in and, and that regard, I love the social aspect of it. I mean, that's how you and I connected. So that, right. we, we were not going to connect. I, like, this is not – you can't do this through golf or anything else, in my opinion. So that's why I think I keep saying I want to make triathlon or endurance in general the, a big part of my life because, one, it's – just the people you get to meet. And um, so that's how I'm going to end my piece. Then beauty is in the eye of the beholder. (laughs) And you are beauteous. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, I've been, I've been trying to find my, uh, my uh, song to take us out of here. And I can't remember the title of it that I wanted to get, but it's just pissing me off. Um, you make you talk I wanted about to end with. <laughs> I think I feel like I think I might need you to get another piece because I wanted to end on uh, on a Rage Against the Machine song, and it's really oh. frustrating to me that I have this piece of shit, uh, piece <laughs> of shit. Like, there you go. So I have my old iPod. Yeah, here here comes my ending. I have this old iPod that sits into this thing called a clip, and like it doesn't 
connect the same way. And so like when I'm trying to find the song, it goes in and out of being on power. It goes in and out of knowing what volume it was set at. So I'm trying to like cue it up quietly. Uh, and it's just bugging the shit out of me. <laughs> so I'm you swore more in the like, past two minutes God. than you have the whole 55 minutes before. So. I know. Just see what happens when I get fired up. So <laughs> anyhow, that's, that's, uh, that's my that's my beef at the moment, and so I don't know what I'm going to be able to call, call us out on. It's just really sucks. So it's okay. Yeah. It, this is you're gonna you're gonna maybe get what you get. I don't know. Then you're gonna like it. Song. You're gonna like it no matter yeah. what. So. It might be this one. Well, I mean, we have the mic, so I don't know if you're gonna exactly. like it. Exactly. Unless you hang up. Doesn't matter. Hear it. <laughs> oh, this this. Yeah, I think it. this is exactly where I'm going to go. That's rage. But I, I love rage. I, I kind of, what is it? Zach De La Roca was their uh, singer, and I'm just pissed because mm-hmm. I guess they had some difference uh, from what I heard because I don't personally know them. But they yeah, broke yeah. up, and I'm like, damn it. You know, it was like <laughs> one of my favorite favorite bands. And so, anyhow, I'm going to end it with some rage. Because obviously I cool, just cool. played a little bit of that when I was getting frustrated <laughs> with my old school iPod. <laughs> There's nothing but we we need to get some new sponsors for our technology here. It's a problem. I know, and I've been trying to figure out a setup station for the way that we use this podcast so that I can integrate like my music better. But mm-hmm. um, I don't, uh, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, I did get a tip though. Um, the new okay. guy, the editor, said that uh, he. For those, I got a new editor for the project, and he's got all the stuff footage loaded up, so we should be having a teaser trailer coming very nice. soon. Nice, very nice, soon. nice. Okay? But this is how I feel to end out with my cussing, okay? <laughs> and when people try to tell me what to do. And is it building? It's, I hear it. <laughs> And I like to close out. This is true. Little. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sailor is back. Excellent. He's back from port. That's right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope there was some uh, glean of something that you can take away. Put it into what you got going on. And I hope, as always, you crush it with a smile. I hope to see you out there. And uh, Big Daddy J-Mac, I will hopefully have some funny rendition of something to give to you on our next call. I look forward to it, as always, Mr. Prince of Pain. All right. Boom. Thank you all. Stay tuned. Thank you. podcast.